Welcome to the Mackerel Turner Garrett podcast sessions. Today we're covering the topic of English versus Scottish family law. Despite both being part of the UK, England and Scotland are different legal jurisdictions that abide by separate laws and conditions. Nowhere is the situation more abundantly clear than when it comes to divorce and in particular, the arrangements for financial settlement. With so many people often moving between the two neighbouring countries for work, retirement or the family, many are caught out by the change in jurisdiction, often to their detriment. To explore the differences in English and Scottish family law, I'm joined today by Manisha Hachan, Associate Solicitor at internationally focused London law firm McElturner Garrett, who has recently spoken at the last family law conference in Scotland. So Manisha, are there any differences in how a divorce is petitioned in England compared to Scotland? Yes, there are some differences. Uh, the main one, I think, would be that Scotland relies on one of four facts to prove an irretrievable breakdown in the marriage, whereas England relies on five facts, and that extra fact is desertion, uh, which doesn't appear in Scottish divorces. There is another significant difference in that Scotland has um, the fact of a separation of one year, where both parties consent to that, and in England, you have to rely on two years with consent. So essentially the difference there is that um, you can get divorced quicker um, and there is less time involved. Okay, and how does the process of divorce differ? There are several differences between the two frameworks. Um, firstly, if we look at fees, it currently costs £550 to petition for a divorce in England whereas it can cost as little as £125 in Scotland based on the simple and straightforward framework of divorce there. There is also uh, a difference when it comes to your right to get divorced um, and the requirements that you need to tick. So in Scotland, for the facts such as adultery and behaviour, you can petition for divorce any time after the wedding, whereas in England, regardless of what fact you're relying on, you need to have been married for at least one year. And how does the settlement of finances differ in England as compared to Scotland? There are some differences, uh, and this is something which is debated quite often by lawyers within the UK. So, uh, generally, the factor that is looked at most is maintenance. So, in Scotland, there is uh, a general sort of rule that a spouse can claim spousal maintenance capped at a maximum of three years, regardless of circumstances generally. Whereas in England, there is no cap to spousal maintenance and we do have cases where spouses are entitled to and are granted joint lives maintenance, which means that the maintenance runs for as long as uh, each party is alive or until they remarry, let's say. There is also uh, another difference in that in England you can finalise your divorce and obtain decree absolute and then go on to settle the finances. Whereas in Scotland you cannot finalise the divorce until you have settled the finances and if you were to settle your divorce first, then you are generally barred from making any financial claims. And who is most likely to be affected by this difference? What precautions can they take to prevent being adversely affected by these differences? 
Generally, both parties seeking a divorce could potentially be affected by these differences. If we split them up into sort of two camps and we look at the weaker financial party, so to speak, and the stronger financial party, uh, it depends on what they are seeking to achieve. So if we take a weaker financial party in a divorce and they are looking for some long-term spousal maintenance, due to particular circumstances, uh, e.g. they are unable to get back into employment for the next three to five years, then they would be wise to seek jurisdiction for divorce and finances in England, which does not have a cap on maintenance. And if we look at it from the other side of the fence and a party who we could call the stronger financial party, they might want to look at choosing or electing Scotland as the jurisdiction to start and settle their finances because if they want to avoid a long-term maintenance claim from their spouse or ex-spouse, it's more achievable in that jurisdiction. In terms of precautions, what I would say uh, is that if a party is thinking about divorcing and therefore settling finances coming out of the marriage and they have assets in both Scotland and England, the first port of call would be to take advice in both of those countries from a specialist family lawyer. And can we move on to the matter of child maintenance? Yes. So it's quite simple when it comes to child maintenance in both England and Scotland because generally that is governed by the Child Maintenance Service and that government service has jurisdiction over both countries. So whether you are in England or Scotland or you move between the two because of the breakdown of the marriage or indeed the relationship, you are still able to seek advice from the Child Maintenance Service and you can make claims regardless of which country you are moving to or you are in. An interesting point just to finish uh, is that of child abduction and how that plays out between the two jurisdictions of England and Scotland. So technically, if a party were to remove a child from either country to the other, they wouldn't be committing the crime of child abduction. However, it is still an abduction um, if the child has been removed without the consent of the other parent or without the consent of every party who has parental responsibility for that child. Now, whilst it's not the crime of child abduction, clearly it's still a serious matter. So if there is a parent who is thinking of moving between the two countries with their child or children, please do seek the consent of the other parent or from every party that has parental responsibility. And remember, if in doubt, do seek advice from a specialist family lawyer in both jurisdictions. Manisha, thank you for your time today. You're welcome. Further information regarding the family team can be found via our website at www.mackerel.com.